Welcome to the Positively Fit Podcast. This is the podcast for you to ditch the diets and become the strongest version of yourself through proper nutrition, mindset, and movement. Every single Sunday, we will be bringing you a new episode by one of us coaches that will empower you to unapologetically show up for yourself. We are here to give you the fitness and mindset hacks to bring out the strongest and most confident version of you. Hello and welcome to the Positively Fit Podcast. I am your host for today, Coach Taylor, or as some of you may know me from my Instagram, Toning with Tay. I am the newest coach with the Positively Fit community, and I am especially excited to be doing this podcast today because there is one topic in particular that at this very moment, I am the only coach within the PFC who can share personal experience on. And it's something that I am extremely passionate about because it is a very big part of my life. So today I am going to be sharing some of the biggest tips that have helped me find balance in all of the craziness of motherhood. Now, for those of you who do not know me, I have a three and a half year old son who let me tell you, knows exactly what to do to push me towards the brink of insanity, but that is a topic for another day. So not only do I have a child, but I actually got divorced this past February, which means I am a single mom. Now, yes, I do have a fiance who helps out whenever he can. However, majority of the responsibility for this tiny human falls on me. And a part of me has a very difficult time asking him to help out when I start feeling overwhelmed because of that relentless mom guilt that kicks in and tells me that this is my kid. Therefore, this is my responsibility. And this is something that I am working on myself because Well, actually, there's more than one reason, but the main reason is because I know from firsthand experience that when I ask for help, I immediately feel some sort of relief. And even though it only lifts a tiny bit of stress, it does help me to feel a little more grounded. It helps me to feel a little more at ease knowing that at this very moment, I do not need to stress about that one thing because I have help. As a mom, I understand the feeling of having to do everything yourself and like it's almost expected of us. I understand the feeling of being so damn tired and overwhelmed and feeling like you have nothing left to give, but you just have to do it anyway. I am here to tell you that it is okay to ask for help. We have got to stop expecting ourselves to be able to do it all on our own. As much as we like to think that we are capable of juggling every single aspect of not only our lives, but our children's lives as well, we aren't. And that is okay. No one expects you to. You don't look at your best friend and tell her that she's a bad mom because she can't do it all alone. No, you encourage her, you offer your support, and you help her in any way that you can. So why would we do it any differently for ourselves? 
I'm sure you have all heard the saying, it takes a village. And I truly believe that this is the case. I don't know about you, but I cannot tell you how many times I have had to call my mom or my fiance or even my son's father and just be like, I'm sorry. I know this is really last minute, but do you think you can help me out with Jet today? You know as well as I do that having a kid makes our schedule so unpredictable and plans can change at the drop of a hat. And sometimes when it does, you're going to need help and that's okay. Give yourself some grace because you are doing everything you can and everybody is going to need help from time to time. One of the biggest tips that I can give you for managing that schedule is planning ahead. If you do not already have one, go out and get yourself a planner. I personally prefer to have my hard copy planner, but I also use Google Calendar. Try out both of them and figure out which one is going to work best for you. It is going to make your life so much easier having some sort of tentative schedule in place. And I say tentative because, like I just mentioned, things are going to change. You have to be open to changes because they're going to happen. That's just part of life. With planning, what I like to do and recommend my clients do as well is plan a month ahead. This way, things are less likely to sneak up on you. I always like to start by planning out things that are not going to change. So things like birthdays, anniversaries, due dates for your bills. And then from there, I go into planning out things that are on a consistent schedule, but they could have to be rescheduled. So things like if your kids have ball practice, or if you have weekly meetings that you go to, or church or Bible study group, these things are more than likely going to be the same time every single week or every single month month, but they could need to be changed. And then from there, I go into adding in anything extra like family photos or birthday parties, weddings or vacations. Now, on top of having your month planned out, I highly recommend making a to-do list, whether it be daily or weekly. I personally do both just because I feel like it does benefit me more than just having the one. Um, taking five minutes, if that, to plan out your day is going to make it so much smoother. When I am making my list, I usually start with the most important task of the day. That is what is going to go at the very top. Everything else is just going to fall in place in order of importance. So when I'm ready to start my day, I start at the top of that list and work my way down. I will say that working on one thing at a time does make it a little less overwhelming and it can make it easier to manage. However, I know that things don't always work best that way. I am a huge advocate for multitasking and when appropriate, and I say when appropriate because there are certain instances where you are going to need to dedicate your full attention to one thing. It is up to you to decide what your priority is in that moment and honor the dedication that it deserves. But as you complete things on your list, you just mark them off and move on to the next thing. It is going to help you feel so much more accomplished at the end of your day if you are able to see everything that you have completed. 
you are not always going to finish every single thing that is on your list. And that is totally okay. Just move it to the next day. You do not have to have everything done right now. I usually like to make my to-do list first thing in the morning. It's part of my morning routine and it helps me prepare for what I have ahead of me for the day. If you don't already have a morning routine in place, I highly encourage you to start trying to establish one. The first 15 to 30 minutes of your day is the most important because it's what is going to set the tone for the rest of your day. If you are the type of person who typically hits the snooze a few times and then roll out of bed last minute, you're scrambling to get yourself ready, trying to get your kids ready, and you start your day just feeling pressed for time and overwhelmed, chances are the rest of your day is going to be very similar. I recommend waking up at least 15 minutes early to give yourself some time to prepare for your day. During this time, I want you to avoid your phone like it is the plague. And I say this because the first thing you do when you roll over and grab your phone, you are leaving your tone open for negotiation. You're leaving the tone of your day open. And you have no idea what you are going to see when you start scrolling on social media. You have no idea if the things you see are going to be negative or if it's going to be things that put you in a bad mood. You are not setting your day up for success when you do this. Instead, try adding in some journaling or reading or meditating. Use this time to plan out your day. It's so important that you are in a good mental space before getting your day started. One thing I will challenge you to do every single day is fit in at least five minutes of self-care time, whether that be journaling or reading or taking a bubble bath or meditating, painting your nails, whatever makes you happy and makes you feel alive and reminds you of who you are. There is no right or wrong way to practice self-care, but it is important to make sure that you're making time each day to check in with yourself and do something that makes you feel good and brings you joy. When you neglect your health and your well-being, your mental health is going to begin to suffer. You will become overwhelmed. You will become irritable. But when you are taking time to give back to yourself, it makes it easier for you to show up as your best self for your children. How? Because you have had time to reset. You have had time to regroup. Your mood will have improved. And for me, it makes my time with my kid that much more precious. This one has been the biggest for me. It has had the biggest impact on my life because before I hired my first coach and started this journey, self-care was something that I just didn't do. It was foreign to me. If it had anything to do with me, I was not doing it. I took care of my kid. I took care of my ex-husband, but I did not take care of myself. And that is part of the reason why my relationship with myself sucked. I was not giving back to myself. Once I dove into this and really started practicing self-care more and more, I began to notice a shift in my mental health, the way that I viewed myself. I had more confidence. I had more patience with my kid. My relationships were improving. The way that I communicate with people was improving. I was genuinely beginning to love the person that I was becoming. 
this has become a standard practice for me at this point in my life. If I start feeling overwhelmed or easily irritated, I know that I haven't been giving myself enough love and I need some me time. If you're not taking time for yourself right now, you might as well buckle up and get ready for that identity crisis that is going to hit you when your kids are gone. I have come to terms with the fact that my kid is not going to, quote unquote, need me forever. Eventually, he's going to grow up. He's going to move out and he's going to have a family of his own. If I neglect myself until then, once he is gone, then what? You have a purpose outside of being a mom and you owe it to yourself to find that. One of the most important things that you can do for yourself is to always strive for growth. There is nothing worse than feeling stuck. And a lot of times when someone has a child, their entire identity becomes mom and they lose who they were before. Some of my favorite things to help connect with myself on a deeper level and remember who I am outside of being a mom is meditating, listening to motivational podcasts much like this one, journaling and using journal prompts that really challenge me to dig deep and question my beliefs, and reading self-development books. All of these things help me to continue growing and to understand the person that I am and the person that I want to become. Even though being a mom isn't all of who we are, it is a huge part of our life. So by doing these things and by taking the time to give back to yourself, you are setting a good example for your children. They see that it is important to take care of yourself and in turn will do the same for themselves. A great example of this, I actually just posted about this the other day. My son and I were in the living room playing with some of his little superhero toys and he wanted something different. So he asked me to go with him to his room. And when we were walking to his room, he looked back at me and he said, but first I need to do some pull-ups. And I just laughed and I was like, okay, but why? And he said, so that I can be strong like you, mommy. This is just proof that when you take care of yourself, your kids are going to want to do the same. I cannot tell you how many times I have heard someone say, I don't have time because I have a kid or I can't afford that because I have a kid. The truth is, if it matters to you, you will find a way to make it work. All too often, we use our children as an excuse for why we choose not to do something. It's easier for us to put the blame on someone else than it is for us to just accept the fact that we're lazy or we're scared. Rather than putting the blame on being a mother, include your kids in whatever it is that you're trying to do. Take them on your walks. Let them play with some dumbbells while you work out. Let them help you cook or clean. When you include them, you are instilling these good habits into their lives and you are ultimately setting them up for long-term success. So these are just a few things that have helped me tremendously since becoming a mom. And I really hope that you are able to take something away from this. If you enjoyed this podcast or would like to hear more about trying to find yourself outside of being a mom, shoot me a DM. My Instagram is toning with Tay. I'll put it down in the show notes and send me a message. Let's chat. Let's get you on the right path to finding balance. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to the Posley Fit Podcast. I am forever grateful for your constant support, love, and encouragement. You all mean more than you will ever know. Please let me know any topics you'd like to hear on the podcast. And if this episode resonated with you in any way, it would mean the world if you could share with your friends, family, and social media. If you haven't done so already, please take a second to rate review this podcast on iTunes so I can continue to bring you value. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week on the Posley Fit Podcast.